0: Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon.
1: Speaking over your life, you might not feel it at all, but as you speak it, I was doing this today in my own personal prayer time. I was just, I was speaking over my life, over myself, and encouraging myself in the Lord, and I encourage you to do the same thing. Hallelujah. I pray you've had a wonderful week. We have had... um, a beautiful week, um, just worshiping the Lord and um, enjoying each other's company in the family. But there, you know, there's many of our people who are living by themselves. I mean, in fact, there's some in our church that don't have. Um, a big, big enough um, internet capacity to watch online or some don't have computers or smartphones. And if you can have a think about anybody you know that might not have those capabilities, um, I'd really encourage you to reach out to them, call them and see perhaps if they could come and watch with you. And so we don't want anyone missing out. I just became aware of that this week that there are some people who are unable to watch because they just don't have internet, or they don't have computers or smartphones. So if you can think of somebody, why don't you just give them a call and check on them and see if they'd like to join you uh, for our online time, because it is so wonderful. And I've got to tell you, I so appreciate how much it means all the comments that we get. I know people are watching on the Catherine Renala page and on the Glory City page. Tom's taking care of the Glory City page for us. Hallelujah. And that- um, if you're missing somebody they may be on the other page or they may be watching on the, uh, the YouTube stream. Uh, but your comments are wonderful. I was reflecting on it today and thinking it's so amazing that the beautiful church culture that we have and I'm so grateful this culture of celebration and the way that you celebrate people and the way that you encourage. I'm watching you, um, somebody comes up with a prayer request in the feed and, Someone else is on it straight away, praying a prayer of faith for them, writing it out. And my heart just, oh. It's just full of joy when I see that. And I thank you for interacting this way and encouraging people like that and praying for each other. And I've been so encouraged by all the reports about the Zoom meetings. Um, I have the beautiful Pastor Aaron with me. I just recruited him really quickly. Um, Say hey, Aaron.
0: Hello, how are you
1: guys? I hope you're all well. You're looking great. Now, Aaron's here every week, but I know um, Beck is often on the Zoom groups, and are you hearing any reports about how it's all going?
0: Um, yeah, she's been saying, so um, they've had some amazing testimonies from people from other different parts around the world. She actually had someone on her group the other week, I think who was um, like, like wasn't able to sit up properly and got prayer and received healing.
1: <laughs> somewhere in England, I believe. <laughs> that's so, yeah, awesome. awesome hallelujah was that you Eugene I don't know Eugene um, watches every week from the UK but there also there are others and we love we love hearing your testimonies it's so encouraging and I just love all the um, the celebrations I was if you didn't get to hear uh, pastor Mark's message on Friday night he did an awesome job but I, as I was at home watching the comments my heart was full full of joy seeing how people were encouraging him and really interacting and it means so much. So we really, really appreciate your comments and we love you. And um, I pray that God will really um, encourage you through this time and this is temporary, praise the Lord. The day is coming and Lord let it be sooner than we think when we will be able to be back in the building together. But while we are doing this um, online, it means so much to us that you are watching live. I understand if you need to watch later, that's fine too. God bless those of you who are watching later. But, But while you're live and making comments, it is just our opportunity at the moment yeah. to to recognize you're in the house and we're we're here and we're talking to each other and uh, so so love that it's been it's been different but it's been yeah. good hasn't it? It's
0: been good. Oh yes it has I totally not really. yes it's been awesome I think I feel like it's just like a huge reset for all of us to get all of the refining of our focus for everything that really matters. Mm. Um, that's really what's been happening for us so and a good chance to really develop the spiritual stamina. I think in our own lives, mm. it's only going to make
1: us come back stronger. Amen. That's a good word right there. Yeah. Well, we have um, some prayer requests. Many, many, many people. Hey, and I'm so grateful to all our partners who are helping us, um, helping us with the monthly partnerships to help us get this program on television. Amazing, right now. How many people are tuning in? on Daystar, God TV, TBM Pacific, and um, multiple other channels that we have this program on, um, all because of your monthly partnership. Thank you so much for that. People who don't normally watch um, Christian TV have been tuning in, watching, getting saved, getting touched, getting healed, getting inspired in their faith, and um, we're so grateful. It looked like you know TV viewership was going down but with this whole crisis it's actually gone up and people are people are tuning in the fish are jumping into the boat praise the lord as god said he would so thank you so much for every one of our monthly partners it means the world uh in though for those who actually get to see and hear the message hallelujah but they write in from around the world and they send us these prayer requests and testimonies and um If you're watching and you've sent in a prayer request, I want you to know we're praying for you. Nothing is impossible for those who believe, hallelujah. So I'm gonna ask Pastor Aaron to lead us and we're gonna pray together. Please pray at home for all these ones asking for prayer. We're gonna gonna believe and pray the prayer of faith. Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah,
0: thank you, Father. I just wanna uh, encourage you to just start praying in tongues wherever Mm, you are right now, just as we join together. So Father, I just thank you right now for the healing power of Jesus over every person, Father, that is written in. Lord, and we just thank you that by your stripes we are healed, Father, and we just thank you for the power of that right now. Lord, we just declare right now healing from depression, fear, anxiety, OCD, autism, paranoia, mental oppressions, and enemy attacks. Father, we just declare the peace of God, and we declare the power of Jesus over every mind in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for every physical issue, God. We declare healing in the name of Jesus. Father, and I thank you for so much faith to just rise up in each heart right now for everyone that is listening to this prayer. And we just declare, Father, just such a, a faith, God, to see you as the healer. We thank you, Jesus. We declare you are the healer. And we just thank you for that, Father, in the name of Jesus. And can I just pray? I just feel like M's word. Before mm. I just feel like that, just if you would just lift your hands right now, wherever you are. Father, I just thank you for the refreshing power of your Holy Spirit <laughs> to fall freshly on every person right now. Ever since M's released that, I've just been getting more and more overwhelmed mm. by that. I thank you, Father, mm. for that refreshing to come on people. And as you're receiving the fresh touch from the Holy Spirit, I just believe people are going to receive healing as well in the mighty name of Jesus. Wow. And we thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes.
1: Oh, wow, Hello. I could feel that as you pray. That's awesome. You can feel the Holy yeah. Spirit here, right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Yay, Jesus. Oh, yeah. praise God. So Aaron, tell me just a little bit before um, we jump in, tell me a little bit about um, what the Lord's been doing yeah. in your life. I mean, I know that this is, you know, strange times, but, yes. but God works everything for good. He doesn't cause the bad stuff, but He makes it work for our good. Tell me, how, how's it working for good in your life?
0: Oh, I just feel like, um, like cause there's been lots of changes, so lots of schedule change, a lot that we had to uh, logistically change, even for worship team here and at home and everything. Um, but I, I feel like, like actually, Beth got a word just the other day from the Lord, and it was, that I think they, they were traveling and they kind of were on this boat and going really fast and they made a sharp turn and everyone fell out of the boat into the water. And Beck sort of was struggling under the water and kind of raised the top, but when she came to the top, everybody, it was like everyone was playing like in this beautiful paradise ocean, um, like on a beautiful beach. And she felt like the Lord said, like why are you rushing around in this beautiful gift of time that I've given you? Um, right now, and just to, to take the time to breathe and spend with family and to be quiet and with the Lord, um, and just and look at or focus on what you can do right now. There's a lot that we can't do, but to stay encouraged by focusing on what great opportunities we mm. have right now, um, I think has been a big thing, and just taking time, just slowing down oh. while we can, you know, yeah. because life is very busy. Um, and I think that's a huge thing for us right now. And taking time to just refocus on what the Lord's, you know, the, is calling, and just I've just been putting it all out on a big brain dump on a piece mm. of paper, just everything he's saying to do and what he's not saying to do as well. Yeah. Just Getting really clear and
1: on that as well. So, Gee, that's yeah. so good, so 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 good. Praise the Lord. Oh. And look, as a um, as a family too, I just want to honor you for the way that you are being just yep. so faithful. It's been amazing. I'm yep. so grateful for your consistent giving. I mean, people are saying, how are you doing? And I'm like, our family, yep. our church family are amazing. Yep. Just consistently still tithing every week, still praying for each other, encouraging each yes. other. We're so, so grateful for you. You're amazing. GCC family, we love you. And uh, you know, we are celebrating and we are rejoicing with those who rejoice and weeping and mourning with those who mourn uh, right now. I know this week um, on Tuesday, we have, I'm doing the funeral for uh, Jeremiah's dad, Kevin Craig. Uh, Jeremy, we love you and we, we just want you to know that our hearts are with you. I just ask you as a community, if you can reach out to Jeremiah and just send some words of love and comfort uh, with, with the restrictions, with the funerals, it's a very, very hard time uh, to lose a loved one. I mean, it's always a terribly hard time, but it's, it's even harder not having the physical church family around to support and to love. So I just pray that you um, ask the Holy Spirit for ways that you could just do something to encourage Jeremiah this week. Uh, We love you. We're praying the comfort of the Holy Spirit on you. And uh, so I do encourage you. Our church is really good at that. I'm so proud of the way that you love. And our whole pastoral team, they're amazing. He's part of your uh, pastoral team. Uh, You're part of your music team. And you will have seen Jeremiah so often on the sound. He does such a a wonderful job for us, always going above and beyond. And uh, so we love him and he's a blessing. Why don't you just pray a blessing over Jeremiah right now?
0: Yes, Father, we just thank you right now for for Jeremiah, Lord, and for the whole family. Mm -hmm. We just release your peace over him now in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you for your grace and the reality of Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Mm -hmm. to be with him and with them all in this time. And I thank you, Father, for grace, for all of the Mm -hmm. logistical things that need to happen as well. Father, I just pray that you would be with them so powerfully in this time.
1: Amen, amen, amen. And then on Saturday, I get to do a wedding for Katie and Nick, which is exciting. Uh, And again, with the restrictions, it's different, it's hard but it's gonna be beautiful. And so we just congratulate you, Katie and Nick. We're so excited uh, that the Lord's brought you together. It's a miracle. Katie actually got into the country, came into the country 15 minutes before the border closed. Uh, So amazing, it's just the Lord. And we're so happy that you're gonna be able to uh, be married this weekend. We are just celebrating with you, we love you. Praise the Lord, well thanks Aaron, I appreciate you being a good sport. And um, do you have anything final to say to them?
0: (laughs) I love you all.
1: (laughs) Well said, hallelujah. Well praise God, after this, um, we're gonna get Emily up. And we're gonna prophesy and pray uh, for people, we're gonna release healing over people's bodies. And uh, so make sure you stay tuned after the message, we're gonna have a little bit of our prophetic time, and then we are going to go to our Zoom Union groups. I love that, Matt. Uh, Matt Wyman, you're amazing. And I know that, but I know actually that was a, a Jane. Um, so I'll give copyright with copyrights to you. Hallelujah. <laughs> but and I want to say thank you to, to Pastor Dylan and the whole team for the amazing. Way I mean, Ben and Esther, they're doing so much, and yet they're still coming up with new thoughts that are going to cause them more time and effort, but they're just so enthusiastic to find creative ways, and and we just honor all the whole team. If you could see the room right now, you'd see little different sets where they do the announcements, and they having to change everything, and he's... um, set it all up, and it's just amazing. They've made a, a new dolly for the moving camera and all sorts of things, which is really cool. Uh, so thank you, Dylan, and the team, and the Faithful Worship Team, sound team, live stream team, uh, that every week just works so hard to, to make things beautiful for us. So thank you very much. We really appreciate you. We're so grateful that we've been able to do this so easily, really, because we were set up for television, and so God knows, doesn't he? He knows everything that we need. He is faithful, hallelujah. Well, I pray that you are doing well. We'd love to um, just see in the comments your names, so if you are able to comment and let us know you're watching. I always go over it afterwards just to see who tuned in. Uh, It's sort of like my way of seeing your faces in the congregation when I get to see your name um, in the comments there. So please comment, let us know where you're watching from. And it's also our way of knowing, okay, they're still connected and uh, we want you to know that we really love you, we're praying for you. And I know uh, that God is working and he is uh, with us and we're gonna come through this even stronger as a community. So God bless you, GCC, we love you, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, I have a um, message I wanna share with you tonight. Um, before I do that, though, I wanted to share a, a little testimony that I heard, which really encouraged me, um, Deb Cook sent this through. It was from her friends, Connie and Rachel, um, about their little two-year-old daughter, Pearl. And what happened was um, on Easter Sunday, they were getting ready to watch their online church and the little girl just suddenly got a really high fever. And so they were trying to get the fever down and keep her cool and um, eventually they just put it to sleep and dad lay down beside her and just nodded off a little bit. And then when he woke up suddenly, he realized that Pearl had stopped breathing and she'd turned blue. And so he called for his wife and she came running uh, while he called the ambulance. And his wife just started worshiping and praying and declaring resurrection life over their baby girl, limp and blue and not breathing. Uh, at least six or seven minutes of not breathing. They don't know how long she was actually like that before dad woke up and saw her like that. Um, and and so uh, they just began to worship and they began to declare and celebrate, thank you God, And life, and they just kept speaking life over their baby girl. And uh, Dad was on the phone to the paramedics, and the paramedics were were saying, could you get the person in the background to stop singing uh, so we can hear better? And he said, I can't make her stop singing. It's our faith. It's the only thing we've got right now is our faith. And and Mom kept singing life and, and, and worshiping God and thanking Him. And then the paramedics on the phone um, were asking, Can you tell us now what she looks like? And so Dad just began to say, Well, you know, she, she's blue and she's not breathing and she's limp. Um, but as, she, as he was speaking, uh, Mum just yelled out and said, Speak life! And so he's like, okay, okay, she's healthy. And you he just began to speak live. And as he did, she started breathing again. And she started humming along with her mum singing. And by the time the paramedics arrived, she was perfectly well. They took her to hospitals to check it out. They could find nothing wrong. And what a miracle on Resurrection Sunday. There is so much power when we speak life and I wanna encourage you that you know, God really wants you to be very intentional with your words this week. Be very intentional not just to say what you see, but say what you don't see and see it in faith, hallelujah, calling those things that be not as though they are. Hallelujah, so God we give you all the glory for that beautiful testimony, you are so faithful. Well, praise God, we're just gonna pray. And then I have a word um, that I wanna share with you that I really believe is gonna encourage you. Hallelujah. Father, we're so thankful. Lord, this is the day that you have made and we're gonna rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we celebrate you. You are faithful. You are true and you are good. And, And Lord, we're asking right now that you would help us, Lord, to hear your words and to apply what you say, Lord, that we might speak words of life, that we might walk in faith together, seeing your purposes come to pass in the holy and the precious name of Jesus, amen. Well, hallelujah. I wanna start today uh, by reading you a testimony that I read this week. I've been reading um, Miss Wigglesworth's works. I've had this since I was young and um, it's still got the scribbles from my kids when they were toddlers in the front pages that I, I managed to get a hold of it while it was on the coffee table. But I enjoy, I really enjoy reading testimonies because the Bible is full of the miracle working power of God and it's so, Important. It, it tells us in Psalm 37 that we are to dwell in the land, do good, and feed on his faithfulness. And one of the ways that we can feed on his faithfulness is by reading testimonies, is by thinking about the good things that the Lord has done. So I wanted to share with you this little story from Smith Wigglesworth that I was reading this week. It says here, um, the man of whom I've been speaking came to me and said, The doctor says that this is the last day that my wife has to live. I said, oh, Mr. C, why don't you believe God? He replied, I've looked at you when you talked and have wept and said, Father, if you could give me this confidence, I would be so happy. I said, could you trust God? I felt that the Lord would heal her. I sent to a man and asked if he'd come with me to the dying woman, and I believed that if two of us would go and anoint her according to James 5, 14 and 15, that she would be raised up. This man said, oh, why would you come to me? I couldn't believe, although I believe the Lord would be sure to heal her if you go. Then I sent to another man and asked if he'd go with me and told him that whatever his impression was, to be sure to go on and pray right through. We entered the house and I asked this man to pray first. He cried in his desperation and prayed that this man might be comforted after he was left with these little motherless children and that he might be strengthened to bear his sorrow. I could hardly wait till he'd finished. My whole being was so moved. I thought, what an awful thing to bring this man all this way to pray that kind of prayer. What's the matter with him? He was looking at the dying woman instead of looking at God. You can never pray the prayer of faith if you look at the person who's needing it. There's only one place to look, and that is to Jesus. The Lord wants to help us this afternoon to learn this truth and to keep our eyes on him. When this man had finished, I said to Mr. C, now you pray, that's the husband. He took up the thread where the other man had left off and went on with the same kind of prayer. He got so down beneath the burden, I thought he'd never rise again. And I was glad when he got through, I couldn't have borne it much longer. It all seemed the most out of order thing I'd ever heard. My soul was stirred. I was anxious for God to get a chance to do something and to have his way. I did not wait to pray but rushed up to the bed and tipped up the oil bottle, pouring nearly the whole contents on the woman. And I saw Jesus just above the bed with the sweetest smile on his face. And I said to her, Woman, Jesus Christ makes you whole. And she was not only healed, but was raised up at that very hour. Oh beloved, may God help us this afternoon to get our eyes off the conditions and symptoms, no matter how bad they may be, and get them fastened upon him, and then we shall be able to pray the prayer of faith. Hallelujah. I read that and I was so encouraged because I wanna speak to you this afternoon about praying the prayer of faith. This week I, um, I had one night where I was really struggling to sleep, I woke up I think about 3 a.m. and was trying to get back to sleep and couldn't and who knows that in the dark late at night when you're struggling to sleep, things can look worse than they actually are. And I started to think about some people I knew who were suffering, who'd suffered terrible loss and terrible things in their life and I was thinking, you know, it's amazing what humans can go through and still survive. It's the human spirit is what it, what it can take. And, and then I began to think about some of the things in my life, and I began to think, you know, every decade of my life from when I was born, I've had some really major trauma. And, and I thought about it and I thought, oh. And then even the, the last decade of my life, I, this, this past decade that I've been in, just some of the worst trauma I've ever been through with family and what I went through and the whole family went through with, with my eldest daughter and, and the pain and the, 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 the things we went through with that. And then after finally that seemed to um, come to an end uh, about three or four years later, um, then I was diagnosed with aggressive breast cancer And uh, praise God, they got it really, really early. I had a little operation within two days of them finding it before I could even think. And then three weeks of radiation and it was done. But I was sitting there thinking in the dark and thinking, God, you said you weren't gonna test us beyond what we could bear. And clearly I wasn't able to bear that all that stress because then I, I got cancer. And I heard the Lord say, well, you didn't die I was like, well, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, thanks for that. And I realized, you know, when we think we can't take any more, God is there to strengthen us, and we've gotta be really careful to recognize that though in this world, as it says in John 16, 33, in the world you have tribulation, in the NIV it says, in this world you'll have trouble, but take courage take heart, I have overcome the world. What he's saying is that in this world, we do have trouble. There is suffering, there is pain, bad things do sometimes happen to good people. And and if we get too caught up with our eyes on the bad things, with our eyes on the things that are going on, we can get overwhelmed and we can get discouraged. And we've gotta be careful Not to let ourselves get into the why. Why did this happen? Why did you let that happen, God? You could have stopped it. Why didn't you? Why did you let that happen? And the moment you start going down the why track, you start getting discouraged. You start getting overwhelmed. I want to read a scripture to you um, that I often look at. And I pray that this will encourage you. It's Psalm 131. Just a little psalm, but it's beautiful and helps me so much when I'm questioning these sort of things. Why did you let that happen? Why You could have stopped it. I know you don't cause sickness, but God, you could have stopped it. Why did that happen? Why is that person suffering like that? Um, and some people, I mean, they take it a step further and then they start assigning blame and saying, Well, the reason, and I had that actually happen Um, when I was going through things with my eldest daughter. I had what I call Job's friends, people who were saying, well, it's because you're in the ministry, because women shouldn't be in ministry, that's why this is happening to you. And you know, really unhelpful comments in the middle of deep pain or trying to figure out, well, there must be a cause. It's because you're doing something wrong that bad things are happening to you. Well, the Bible is very clear on that. He says, Um, In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. He tells us many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. We've gotta be very careful not to try looking for a reason why things are happening, but fix our eyes on the one who is the answer for us. Look at this here in Psalm 131, it says, O Lord, my heart is not proud, nor my eyes haughty, neither do I involve myself in great matters or in things too difficult for me. Surely I've composed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child rests against his mother, my soul is like a weaned child within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forevermore. I look at that Psalm and I get so encouraged because what he's saying there, is that when things are overwhelming and you don't understand and you start going down the track of why God, why, what's the cause? Why is this happening? We need to take the posture of the psalmist here and say, no, I'm gonna compose my soul. I'm gonna calm and quiet my soul. I'm gonna lean back into the arms of Jesus. I'm gonna let his love fill me. I'm gonna let his embrace surround me until I come back into that place of the rest of faith where I say hope in God, where hope floods and fills my soul again, to the place where I can, instead of fussing with the why, I'm embracing and focusing on the who. Who are you? You're the one who delivers us from all evil. You're the one who makes a way where there seems to be no way. You're the one who heals us. You're the one who delivers us. You're the one who redeems us. You're the one, oh God, who is our Saviour. You're the one who gives us life and life more abundant. You're the one who's promised that we'll prosper and not be in, uh, and be in health even as our souls prosper. You've promised us, God, life you've promised us God we thank you for your promises we look to you the answer and we speak your word hallelujah now as I think about this I think about the story of Peter if you know the story when um, Peter was out in the boat with the disciples and Jesus started walking toward them and he was walking on the stormy sea. And they said, it's the Lord. And as Peter saw him, he said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. So Peter stepped out of the boat onto the stormy sea with the wind and the waves, and he began to walk on water. Can you imagine what that would have been like? But then the Bible tells us that he began to regard the wind and the waves. I guess they were splashing in his face and, and he began to sink and he cried out, Lord, help. And the Lord reached down, pulled him up. You know, often when you felt scared or overwhelmed, God wants you to know he's not gonna let you drown. You cry out help, he will grab your hand. But he also wants to speak to us and remind us of what it takes to live a life of faith. A life of faith is one that doesn't regard the winds and the waves. It doesn't look at the circumstances. It doesn't look at the dying woman. It looks at Jesus. Jesus is our hope. He is the answer as you look at Scripture all the way through, as you study the life of Jesus through the Gospels, every time someone came to him with a problem, he manifested himself as the answer. And Jesus is the answer today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, hallelujah. And he wants us to fix our eyes on him, to calm and quiet our souls, say, Lord, I'm not gonna get all haughty and puffed up with the thought that I can figure stuff out. I'm not gonna try and figure it out. You might have all sorts of things coming against your mind as you're believing in faith for a promise to come to pass. You might think, well, that person believed in faith and they died, or this happened and that happened. And, 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 I, and you could think of many, many reasons why you shouldn't have faith. You know, a lot of people, faced with the opportunity of, okay, I can calm and quiet my soul like a weaned child and I can hope and put my faith in God or I can get disappointed. And they struggle with the choice. You'd think it would be a simple choice. Will you have faith and hope or will you sit down like a victim and, and be sad? But it's a real, it's a real dilemma because Sometimes people say, well, if I, if I go the faith road, what happens if it doesn't work? You know, I don't think my ha- heart can handle another disappointment. And God understands that. You know, the Bible tells us that a bruised reed he won't break. I love that. It means that if you've been bruised, if you've been disappointed, He's not there to smack you down and to to say, well, you're out of the picture, you can't, you've been bruised, you've been wounded, you've suffered, you've gone through things, and, and it's been traumatic. And so that means I'm gonna put you to the side and I'm not gonna use you. That's not how Jesus works. He says, a bruised reed I won't break. In other words, what he's saying is, I still believe in that bruised reed. I still believe that bruised reed can live. And you know what, that's what he wants to say to you today. If you consider yourself a bit of a bruised reed, having gone through things that you never expected would happen to you, instead of asking the Lord, why is this happening, and and trying to figure it out, recognize that in this world you do have trouble, but take courage, he's overcome the world. And he's not looking at you like a bruised reed and thinking well that's just sad I, I'll, I'll be nice to them but I'll, I expect they will never do well he looks at the bruised reed and he sees hope he sees that is gonna live that can live again don't break it off that is gonna live again and he wants to speak to you if you feel like a bruised reed today he wants you to know you can live again he has Plans for you, no matter what stage of life you're at, his plans are to give you hope and a future. He hasn't changed his mind about the call of God on your life. He hasn't changed his mind about the dreams and the the desires he's put on the inside of you. There is hope, hallelujah, for you. There's hope for a tree cut down, it says in the um. In, this, in the scripture, he tells us that there is hope for the bruised reed, and there is hope for you, hallelujah. Magnificent God. I love um, when the disciples were seeing all the people leaving Jesus, when he had a really hard teaching about, you're gonna have to eat my body and drink my blood. People were like, whoa, that's too heavy. I, you know, I can't handle this. He's, got, he's gone off the deep end, that's weird. <laughs> You can imagine, um, it would seem very strange for people. What's this eat my body, drink my blood? That's strange. And, and many, many people left him at that point. And Jesus turned to Peter and rather than saying, please don't leave, he looked at Peter and said, are you gonna leave too? He, he was not, um, he was, his identity was not based on whether or not people followed him, hallelujah. But he looked at Peter and Peter looked back at him and said, where else am I gonna go? You alone have the words of life. And that's something I often say, Lord, where else am I gonna go? You alone have the words of life. You alone are the one who is able to be trusted. You alone are the one that I can put my faith on. You alone are unchanging. You alone are life and life more abundant, hallelujah. So it's good to say, where else am I gonna go? And make that deliberate choice. No, I'm gonna have faith, hallelujah. And instead of entertaining the the negativity and the dwelling on the things that didn't happen or on the the negative things, instead, feed on his faithfulness. Begin to intentionally remind yourself of the faithfulness of God, the good things. It's one thing to, to cast the thoughts down, you you start having negative thoughts or you start having doubts and fears as you set your mind to believe in faith for something. When the enemy comes and he tries to uh, make you doubt, you do need to capture those things. Take those thoughts captive, cast them down because they're exalting themselves against the knowledge of Christ who is your hope and your answer. So catch them, cast them down, but don't just live in this defensive, you know, um, whack a mole type attitude of I'm trying to deal with that thought and that worry and that. W-. Replace them intentionally with faithfulness, with testimonies of his goodness. And if you can't think of your own testimonies, then. Look at other people's testimonies. I love to read uh, about the testimonies uh, of other people so that I can have faith for the things that God's going to do. I remember when I first started out in the healing ministry, I would read every testimony I could find from healing evangelists to feed on the faithfulness of God. Now today, I remind myself intentionally of the miracles that God's done in my own life. I think and um, and. Remember, okay God, I remember when you brought little Cadence's eyes straight. God, you did that. I remember the notable miracles. I remember when I laid hands on that lady whose eye was completely blind and she got her sight back. And I remember Asher was there to video it. I remember those those deaf ears that were opened and the, the families that got saved as a result. Thank you, God. I love those ones because I don't have to say were they healed, weren't they healed? They either could hear before or they couldn't. And I just got so many testimonies about completely deaf ears popping open and and them coming back the next week and testifying about his amazing goodness. I remind myself uh, about uh, the lady who um, had the pancreatic cancer and the tumor disappeared in the power of God and how her husband was saved as a result. I think about the the woman who came with um, a bloated belly in Augusta, bloated up from ovarian cancer. And Pastor Tony Thompson and I, we prayed for her and we could feel her belly going down as we prayed. And she came back the following week to testify she'd been completely healed. And I, I remind myself of these things when I'm feeling discouraged, because God wants us to stir ourselves up so that we can pray the prayer of faith, remembering his faithfulness, instead of giving in to the why God wise, what about that, what about that, go for that. The testimonies of God's faithfulness and don't disturb yourself with things that you don't understand. Recognize this is what I do know. God says, I lay hands on the sick and they recover. God says that the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwells upon me. And so I was thinking about that this week too. I was thinking about Isaiah 61 in the middle of my sleepless night the other night after I had all my unhappy thoughts, I began to, I heard the Holy Spirit remind me about Isaiah 61 and I just began to speak it. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. You know, when you start to remember the reality that the Bible tells us that as he is, First John 4, so are we in this world, that all of his promises are yes and amen, that we are co-heirs with Christ of all the promises. You'll realize that, Psalm, uh, that Isaiah 61 is a promise for you. Hallelujah, if you are a believer in Jesus. And so you can declare with Jesus, the spirit of the sovereign God is upon me. And when you believe that, hallelujah, you can start to move in power. I remember being in a meeting, um, actually in Augusta, Georgia, and I was praying for people and I was uh, doing some words of knowledge as I often do and the first person I called out just didn't seem to be receiving. I was praying my best prayers and really trying, praying hard and nothing seemed to happen. And so I, I, I just kept trying and nothing seemed to happen and I heard a voice behind me say, would you like some help with that? And it was the Holy Spirit. And I thought, oh, well, yes, thank you. And I suddenly realized I was trying in my own strength and I was forgetting that everything I do, I do in Him. And as I became aware that the spirit of the sovereign God was upon me, as I leant back intentionally in faith, realizing it's not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, God, that your spirit, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is upon me. As I became aware of his presence, the next person that I called out for prayer couldn't even get meters close to me because the power of the Holy Spirit had touched them and they, were, they flew backwards under his power and got uphealed. And I was reminded, wow, God, your ways are so much better than my ways. As we become aware of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit wants you to remember that you are not on your own. It's not about your great gifting. It's not about your behavior even. It's about you surrendering to the holiness of God, receiving the mercy of God. As you give him your sin and allow him to come in and fill your heart, you can have a holy confidence knowing that you now have been made righteous, that you've repented of every wicked thing. There's nothing in you to hinder the work of God because the Spirit of God is in you and that He's upon you. And as you become aware of the Holy Spirit upon you, that His grace has cleansed you from all unrighteousness, as by faith you begin to remember, the Spirit of the Sovereign God is upon me, then you can pray the prayer of faith. And instead of looking at the circumstances, instead of reasoning and trying to figure things out, Say, I don't understand everything, but this I know. I'm going to believe him. Where else am I going to go? He alone has the words of life. So I'm going to trust him. I'm going to put my faith in him today. I pray that today, whatever circumstance you're walking through, you might be praying for a loved one. You might be facing a sickness. You might be in a situation that just seems impossible, I encourage you to cry out to the helper. Your Father wants to be your help. The Spirit of the Father, the Spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is your comforter. He's the helper and he says, I am your ever present help in time of need. That means right now you can be aware He is present right now to help you. And you don't have to do it by your faith, by your strength, by your abilities. You can say in faith, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, your presence is with me. You are my ever-present help. So the spirit of the sovereign God is with me. Your presence is with me. And where your presence is, there is liberty. And then you can begin to pray from a place of strength and confidence and faith, knowing God is with you. Emmanuel, God with us. Now if you don't know this beautiful Jesus, He is the one who won't break a bruised reed. He's the one who cares so deeply for you. And he desires that none of us should perish, but that we should all have eternal life with him in heaven. And that we we would walk now with an awareness of his love for us, his help, his spirit with us. But a lot of people believe in the existence of God and yet haven't surrendered their life to him. God says, if you give me your life, I'll give you my life. If you will give me your sin, repent, turn from your sin, I will give you my mercy, my forgiveness, my righteousness, my nature, and he'll come into your life and make you a new creation. I want you to pray today. Ask the Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, have mercy on me, forgive me for all of my sin, everything I've ever done, have mercy on me. I turn from my sin and I ask you for help to walk differently. Fill me and give me a new heart, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I believe Jesus died and rose again, and right now, I receive him as my Saviour, and as my Lord. And if you pray that in faith, God will come. He will fill your heart with hope. He will fill your heart with life, and he will make you new in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, if you, want to pray that prayer, I'd love you to make that comment in the the, um, comments for us. And we want to be able to pray for you this week, that God will really encourage you as you begin your new life with Christ. There is nothing more wonderful than knowing he's with us. Hallelujah. I'm going to invite Emily to come on up, and uh, we're going to pray for a few people right now. You might have been listening to that, and I, I pray that, that if that's encouraged you, if you could just make a comment about how the Holy Spirit's speaking to you, not only will it encourage me, but it'll encourage those that are reading and watching online, and who will perhaps watch later. And I do encourage you to share this uh, so that more and more people can hear the message. And as they, um, as, you are, as you are hearing this message and as you're listening to this, I want you to think about What's it gonna look like for you to apply this in your everyday life today? Come on up, Emily. What's it gonna look like for you to apply, not looking at your circumstances, not looking at the sickness, not looking at the situation, but instead looking at Jesus? Because when you do that, God wants to do the miraculous. I I think I was thinking about, um, this week I was thinking about Lazarus, and. Jesus coming and, you know, it would have been so easy for people to say, well, why did he die? And if you'd been with us, he wouldn't have died. And you can imagine the the women just in that state of, I can't understand this, you could have stopped it and you didn't. But Jesus just didn't address it. Instead, he looked at them and and he he wept. And I don't think he wept because he was sad that Lazarus had died, because he knew he was gonna raise him. He wept because they didn't understand that He is the Savior and nothing is impossible for those who believe. I pray that you will be encouraged in your faith this week and that you will believe, not, that, and not getting caught up in the why God why, how when God when, how God how, but taking those thoughts captive, casting them down and instead praying in faith that God will be your breakthrough. Hallelujah. That he who has purposed it will also do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Emily, we've been reading some Wigglesworth this week. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about all of that? Uh,
0: he's a very tenacious man.
1: <laughs> he is. It's yeah,
0: fascinating some of the stories that are in
1: there. Enjoy reading them. In the mornings, um, as a family, we, we do devotions, don't we? What, what do devotions normally look like for us? We're first and Samuel. We just finished Samuel. You should have had Emily and Joseph summarize First Samuel for me. I was very impressed, I must admit. It's a very, it's a lot of stories in that book. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah,
1: we we'll sit down as a family over breakfast and we'll read the word. We had um, hot cross buns this morning. We just got lots of leftovers in the oven, I mean, in, the, in the freezer, so we put them in the oven. It was good. And then um, we've just started bringing uh, out Smith Quiggles'
0: workbook, and uh, we read out a little bit of that and get encouraged and stirred up in faith, which has been good. And then we all pray, and occasionally we'll take communion as well. It's all
1: lovely. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. I I encourage you to develop your own family rituals to, to. Get into the Word of God together and uh, encourage you to jump on our memory verse of the week, hallelujah. We forgot to introduce that. That is exciting. And who who has been um, learning their memory verses? We are very intentional on this with our Bible revival, hallelujah. And we wanna be memorizing scripture because as we memorize the Word of God, the Holy Spirit's able to bring it back to our remembrance. And so we do this um, not to puff ourselves up with what we can remember, though I must admit I was very impressed with Damienopoulos, hallelujah, last week with her whole of 1 Corinthians 13, the whole chapter she memorized. It was pretty impressive, yes. But um, this week we actually do have a new memory verse. Praise the Lord, are you ready? This is an exciting one. And I encourage you to learn it with your family. Go through the week every day, start to memorize it. This week we have from the book of Jude uh, 124, and there's only one chapter in Jude, so it's not that hard, but 24 and 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion and authority before all time and now and forever, amen. Well, I pray that you go well memorizing that this week. it will be part of our devotions this week. It'll be good, hallelujah. Praise God. Well, we're gonna pray for a few people, Emily. Um, You've been watching and seeing who's online? Yeah, go for it. Uh,
0: so, Meg,
1: actually. Uh, wasn't Meg wonderful on Friday night, Meg? You did such a great job. We loved hearing you prophesy, and we thank you so much. We love you, Meg and Roland. By the way, Roland has memorized, or oh, when he was, um, when they were inter- he was interning, I think he memorized the entire book of Ephesians. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, well done, Roland. I'm impressed.
0: You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.